If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Come up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Pull a Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like Bianca Belair, huh? Best podcast, flush it in the air, huh? Bummer rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling or Half a Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth. And with me, as always, my co host, my tag team partner, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. Happy to be here with you, Mari. I missed yeah. you last week. I had to I replace know. you with Ari Ferrari and Dr. Amanda Benutz <laughs> and Billy Garcia. It took what three people am. to replace you so oh wow thank back. you we're back thank yeah. you i am glad to be back i you know taking a week off always feels so weird but mm-hmm. i had fun with my family and my and my son turned four so i had mm-hmm. to you know just step away for mm-hmm. a little bit but we're, we're back we're here and mm-hmm. i'm glad to talk wrestling with you matt i do i do I miss it i miss being just it's just the two of us today just the two of us it just okay wait but anyway no i love it and you know it's always nice whenever you just throw me into the fire and i need to host and get my um big wrestling or half a post pants on because it you know i feel ready i feel ready to dive in i feel excited Mm-hmm. I feel also like I have a brand new perspective on things after talking with last week's guests. Yeah, so, so many hopefully people, that yeah. enriches the conversation today. 
Yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go check it out. Mm-hmm. Fun time. Um, mm-hmm. so, so let's talk. Let's jump. Let's not waste any time. Let's jump directly into it. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about just a little news. Just a little news. Um, Ooh, we have news. Course, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little news. Oh. Um, AEW will be having their Revolution pay per view this weekend. I mean. The card looks stacked, Matt. It looks stacked. So, um, looks like they're going with MJF versus Brian Danielson, a 60 minute Ironman match for the AEW championship. Like, that is insane. I've I've been seeing so much discourse about like MJF's championship reign and stuff like that. It's kind of weird that AEW. Would you say AEW has a WrestleMania? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, do you think Double or Nothing is considered like their WrestleMania, like their huge event? Or or All Out, maybe? I mean, all it's out. hard it's between Double or Nothing yeah. and Out one way or the other. But yeah, and because All Out was really their first, but I think Double or Nothing yeah. is really their their showcase, truly. Yeah, right? So, it's, so the reason why I ask that is because like, it, it's... I love that's the one thing I love about AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like their pay-per-views are it's not every single month. They have the like the really big ones and they have the special episodes in between. Mm-hmm. So it's not as predictable. So the reason why I asked you that is because it's like, do we see some titles changing hands here, you know, on Revolution? Like, is Revolution considered like a smaller pay-per-view or maybe not? Um, we also have Jamie Hayter versus Ruby, Ruby Soho and Soraya for the AEW mm-hmm, Women's mm-hmm. Championship. We have Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the AEW TNT Championship. Like, yeah, lots of, War Daddy. Lots of championships. Yeah, War Daddy yeah. Chuck Lowe from the Wrestling <laughs> Wind Down. Come on. Um, yeah, lots of championships on the line here. And you do bring up an interesting point about like, what will happen? What championships will change hands? Um, I also have the question of does it matter for a lot sure. of these matches? Like, I think one of the narratives about AEW right now, where it stands, and it's weird because I feel like WWE and AEW kind of switched spots creatively last year, where Vince was out, Triple H was in, WWE has had this creative resurgence. Everyone's like loving what WWE is doing. Meanwhile, AW had a lot that they kind of fell apart last year, like CM mm-hmm. Punk, lots of injuries, lots of interim champions while mm-hmm. there was a champion injured, um, even if that champion didn't necessarily come back in the case of like Thunder Rosa. So mm-hmm. it was kind of messy. And I I just feel like AW needs to get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Khan needs to get it together. Get it and- together get it together and i don't know if they if they're here because like last week we could have covered aew um Mm -hmm. and it's just not as it's not hitting as hard as as uh wwe right now yeah it's really interesting like i like it it's very 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 interesting because like a few months ago when mjf you know won that championship everybody was excited and now maybe i don't know if it's just my timeline or something like that but now it's seeming like people are like this isn't working like they're already talking Mm. about taking the championship off of him again that's just what i like maybe that might be the bubble i'm exposed to if anybody out there wants to like you know reach out to us and let us know what they think about mjf's run and stuff like that but that's what i've been seeing it's like very weird you know like yeah um let's Let me continue a little bit more with this card. We're getting oh. the guns versus the acclaim versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Bang Bang. 
and then Orange Orange Cassie in a four-way match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Like, that is one thing that I do love about AEW. Like, I love a good, like, four-way match and stuff like uh-huh. that. I, 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 I want to see, like, more, like, tag team championships hanging from the ring type thing, too, as well. Mm-hmm. But... You know, um, you want to see not- Jeff Jared like getting a spear off the top of the ladder like he's Jeff Hardy oh in 2001. You know, like that's what Ooh. I want out of that match. And there, there aren't even any ladders involved. Uh, there's no ladders, but it's still like really dream. something different. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. bad. It feels good than just keep doing a tag match, tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Moxley versus uh, Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match. We all know who I will be going for, even though that's a hard one. I do like Mox. Sure. Um, the Elite versus House of Black for the AEW Trios Championship. It's like, man, all of the belts. Well, that Jericho. was the match like we talked about. I believe we talked mm-hmm. about the Elite versus House of Black when the Elite returns like, back in November. So yeah, they put on banger matches apparently between those those two teams, and I haven't seen all of them. They had, I believe, a best of seven series, yeah. which I'm assuming concluded. I know it finished, but now they're having this. Wait, no, no, no. I'm completely Maybe, confusing is this the final teams. One? No, it wasn't House of Black. I made that up. It was actually Dark Triangle. Uh, yeah, Dark uh, Triangle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go with that. So anyway, like the elite has been killing it in terms of yeah. their trios run. And I kind it's like they return, they lost that return match, and then they kind of built up through the best of seven series, and now they're doing this. So great stuff. By the way, lots of rumors just to like touch on it and move on, but like oh. about Kenny Omega potentially mm-hmm. going to WWE. So like another, I don't like to hate on AEW cause I want to love AEW, but another thing not looking great for, for AEW. If they can't keep Kenny Omega around, that, we'll see. We'll see. I've heard those rumors, but I just, I, I don't know if I believe I, them, I just don't but be yeah, I don't be given into them sometimes. So I don't know. But I mean, look at Cody, you know, so exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks is like one that I know people are clamoring for Ricky to win, like clamoring. Uh So, but we'll see, you know, Um, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry versus Christian Cage in a final burial match. Wow. Mm, Like hopefully that ends that program. This program's been going on for a minute. Yeah. Um, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers versus Ari Ari Davari versus Tony Nese versus Josh Woods. I mean, look at those names. Cruiserweights, blast for the past. And then finally, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, which will be Claudio and Wheeler Utah versus the Dark Order. So very, very stacked card. You know, it's going to be interesting if we get a chance to if we get a chance to watch it. Of course, we'll update you guys um, Mm -hmm. next week. All depends, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, no promises about. If you want us <laughs> right. to have watched if you it or send talk us some about links, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't got you, even like YouTube after, <laughs> like whatever. It is. If it's grainy, reverse, right. slow down, sped up, we'll watch it. We'll I'm watch so it. Sp- I'm so <laughs> spoiled by like just having Peacock added to my cable that I don't have to pay. It's for so it. expensive <laughs> too yeah. for AEW. It's like fifty dollars for the show, and mm-hmm. I mean, I was excited about the show that we saw, which I'm blanking on the name now. Oh, the one, the you November went to. one, the November. The no, 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 the November. Slam. Well, yeah, Grand Slam was the one I went to back in right. like. Uh, in no September, good, but there was the one that happened on. You know what? We're gonna move on. But yeah. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh! I know what you're trying. November, full gear, full November, gear, full gear. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, Thank you, Mari, mm-hmm. with your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if we end up watching this. If anyone's here about it, let us know. You you know where to find us. 
Exactly. So we'll, we'll do our plugs at some point. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Okay, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So again, we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted on that. Other than that, we're just going to move on. We're going to we're going to keep it pushing this week. So please, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast feed by going to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed. Uh, subscribe to the direct feed. That's a great way to show your support. Also, please rate, review and subscribe. We'll read it here on the on the podcast. You know, hit a, give us those five stars five stars five stars five stars five stars yeah shucky um, ducky quack quack yes so. uh, we will really really uh appreciate that so let's just take a very very quick break and we'll be back to talk about the highlights of the week all right so i'm back You're it back. is women's history month Yes, women, history, but women's history, Mari. Like, yes. that's really where it's at. Exactly. So let's start with the women. Y'all Who's your favorite woman in wrestling's his, in wrestling history? Oh, that's hard. Like, I, it's hard, but we've talked about it. You know, I ha- I kind of, it, it's always a toss up for me between like China and Trish. Uh, but I would definitely say, I would definitely say China. Um, yeah, I don't have a favorite. I'm not good at picking favorites, which is why it's so, not fair to ask. But I will say, there's definitely the China, the Trish, the Lita. You have sensational Sherry somewhere before our time. Um, others, but you know what? You know who mine are. Well, and you know what? Maybe we'll talk about China a little later in this podcast. You, you never yes. know. You never know. So we have to start off with like the biggest thing that's happened this week. Uh, so what? Becky Lynch and Lita are now officially the women's tag team champions. Mm-hmm. 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 Who knew, who knew that was happening? I maybe everybody. This is kind of weird for me, right? Because it's like we had speculated two weeks ago when I was on here. I know for yeah. a fact that we were thinking that they were going to get a mania match at the very least, like them versus damage control. There were rumors that Trish was supposed to come back their Monday, their, their Monday after um, re- Elimination Chamber while they were still in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they didn't use her there. Nope. Um, yeah, you guys talked about the ding dong hello segment we did. last week. So yeah. were you shocked at it. all that they won here? Okay, so here's my thing. I had a moment where mm-hmm. I, there's a lot, there are a lot of scenarios that could happen going into Mania. So mm-hmm. like they could have lost this match here and Trish comes out and evens the odds. And then we get the six way match at mania or yeah. we could, we could have had them win and then defend. And uh, mm-hmm. Billy brought up something that I also thought about, which is like the Rhonda and Shayna match. Like maybe it's Lita and Becky versus Rhonda and Shayna, or maybe mm-hmm. like there's so many freaking possibilities within mm-hmm. this one. And I actually watched raw after the fact, and I wasn't spoiled and I was I thought I was surprised, but I didn't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did have that big match feel like it could go either way. So for me, mm-hmm. I was like down for I was down for this and I was excited about it. It was a it was like a fun, fun moment, which, you know, it wasn't the hardest hitting match. But, you know, how it is. so. So, yes, I knew a, a, a shameless Lita fan. I knew you were going to take this. Shut, this shut Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I. OK. Okay, wait, no. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I understand where you might be coming from. I'm going to have <laughs> an open heart and a mind, okay? 
And I might even agree with you. Logically, but emotionally, Mari. Right. I'm with the people. We're yeah. here with the Oh yeah. Lena, yeah. Mari, bring tell me, what are your problems? It it's the same problem. It's the same problems from a year ago that caused Sasha and Naomi to walk. Like you are mm. not making your tag team champions a priority. And you clearly don't see them as a priority since you keep letting those titles switch hands before mania. I'm sorry. Unlike AEW structure where we talked about, we don't know what the big show is. So anything could kind of be the big show. We know WrestleMania is the big show. We know that everything is a lead up to WrestleMania. And so what you're telling me is like, you don't care that these titles change hands on a random raw and you don't care about the story going into WrestleMania because it doesn't, it felt like they, it, it truly feels like this is seat of the pants type thing to me. You know what I'm saying? I also think it's a, a red resume patter for Becky because at, at this point she was, she was the mm-hmm. only horsewoman who had never won those titles. Remember when Charlotte had them for all of two weeks with Oscar yeah. that yeah. we ugh. Anyways, it, it, it just feels like now Becky can say she's a grand, grand slam champion. Um, like yeah. uh, uh, Dakota and Dakota and EO kind of look like scrubs in that match oh. because the, like oh, they got barely any offense because they had to carry and they looked great doing it. But yeah. they felt they felt like the putty bin, like they felt like henchmen that were just <laughs> like getting knocked down. But you know? Mari, in the defense of the putty man, like. 30 years later, we're still talking about them. So (laughs) I don't see what the problem is. I will say that I hear you and I agree with you. Like, I think that what I'm what I'm going to really agree with is that there's so much more depth they could have added to the women's tag team division Mm -hmm. because sure, we get like the Becky and Lita thing. They had their feud last year, which was like a good decent feud that they built mm-hmm. up based on history yeah, definitely. and then Lita comes back almost out of nowhere and I just feel like for me in particular Lita doesn't have the emotional ties with this feud like Lita is the legend that's in there but not like like what did damage control ever do to you right yeah, so right, 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 I yeah. would love for that to be a little bit more motivated the Trish element of it is interesting because we were talking about Trish at one point. And I think weeks ago, you might've made a comment or maybe you didn't, but I remembered like something like, wait, what does, what would Trish have to do with this? And Trish and damage control had a segment back in August together, right? When damage control formed, they were in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Trish was in the ring and then damage control interrupted her and threatened to beat her up. And then like Bianca came out basically. So like there was a little bit of a thing there, but I guess my problem Mm -hmm. is I just wish they would have built this story more consistently along the way. Like if we look at um, another story that hasn't been built week to week, but you know, has kind of started, started around the same time. Dom and Ray, Dom and Ray for me is a great Mm -hmm. story because we haven't seen them face to face as much as we are right now. They're Mm -hmm. barely even touching. And yet we have these references and allusions to them. And so it could have been nice if like damage control one long-term storytelling and booking, but like if damage control in like November or like December or January, like took just these shots at Trish and Lita and then it pays off here. But I hear you, Mari. It does feel a little random. And as great as it is, and as much as I like it, I don't 
love it because I know it could be so much bigger and like exactly. More built up. It doesn't it feel like, like a priority. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It feels like an afterthought, mm-hmm. not like a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just annoying because I'm like, they're, they're right. They're still right. It's, uh, and, and like I was kind of saying with AW as well. All right. So we do, we're, we're, it does feel like we're slowly trying to like build women's teams that make sense. Right. With um, Shayna and um, Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Candace and and Nikki a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like we're toxic attraction got broken up, but like it feels yeah. like they're trying to they're trying to build some some teams. So I would honestly wish like like I said hang them belts up. Hang them belts up. Like yes, have a ladder match oh have uh, Becky and and Lita versus TLC EO. baby. Yeah, like TLC. oh my god, a oh, women's TLC at Mania. Could you imagine a women's TLC? Oh my Lita god, Lita and Becky versus Damage Control versus Ronda, Shayna, Ronda and Shayna. Sure, yeah, because Weird you don't want Ronda, people, you but... don't want Ronda and Shayna in there with just Lita and um Becky. No, no. heck, throw no. in Shotzi and Tegan too. Make it a four way. Um, and I don't care. I don't know what that means for everyone else, but. Hey, yeah. Mari, wouldn't that be insane if that's what they're leading to? That a women's be, TLC match at Mania. That would be so cool. That Mina be has so referenced cool. the past tag team. She's like, oh. And by the way, this is the thing, too, where it's like you just started to talk about this this past week. But it's like, remember all the tag teams that I was with? It's like, oh, yeah, that is kind of cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, lean into that. So, so, but, you know, but will they actually do it? Probably not because they no, of course barely not. give the women anything. So, I just I just feel like this could be better. This could be so 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 much better, and it's just uh, very annoying. It's like <laughs> like very very annoying. Plus, like where's Bianca? Like she's around some places, you know, but she's in the background. She yeah she she like Oscar had a match with um last week it was Carmella. With oh yeah yeah, Carmella. yeah. this week it was with Car- was it was with Carmella yeah and um. You know, Oscar, she's on Oscar. the Destroyer tour. Like, yeah. she, she beat up mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, who lots of interesting stuff with Nikki and Candice yeah. LeRae. And then she now beat up Carmen. Like, that's the build for Oscar and Bianca, I guess. It's just like, yeah, and Asuka Bianca being sitting on commentary, which yeah, I don't and, understand. Like, and Oscar, like, oozing um, mist out of her mouth. You know, like, just, I don't like it. I still I don't like last it. Last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, I need Asuka to, like, I need the evil. Like, I truly need the evil. Like, her hitting Carmella, laughing, smiling about it. Like, I, it's like they wanted to kind of turn her dark, but because she's been getting such good reactions from the crowd, they kind of don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a good buildup to this, like Asuka and Bianca, could be like Bianca walking backstage and Asuka popping out of nowhere and blue misting the hell out of her and no. then beating her up. You know what I'm saying? Like, do stuff like that. Like, like, do stuff like mm. that. Like, make you know build up, build Don't. up that. Like, Oscar has the blue miss, and Bianca. It'll like build the match around Bianca having to watch out for the blue miss. Like, build yeah. the match up to like if if Bianca gets blue missed, it it's basically over. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. My bad, y'all. My bad. Is that Bianca calling? <laughs> because honestly, Bianca, like, I just want to hear from Bianca more. I want her to be at the center of the story yeah, more. I want the center more of, that. of the story. Because it's just so 
uh, it is a back. Here's what I could imagine backstage. Like that maybe they're saying, oh, this match is big enough. People are going to watch it regardless of how we build it. Like So they are building it as they do with every match technically. But it goes back to this thing with Bianca that I don't like, which is why does she have to be the chaperone on commentary? Yeah. Like when they have others building. And actually, we did see this with Asuka and Becky before the Asuka, Becky, Bianca three way that happened mm-hmm. whenever it happened, which is that, again, it was Bianca as the chaperone on commentary. Mm-hmm. Give us something new and fresh in that sense but um you know i will also say that i won't let the lack of a build tamper down uh some i don't yeah yeah that's the word mm-hmm. phrase uh, but my excitement like for the match at mania because it will be a banger but i just wish more people were pumped for this one as like their match going into mania but yeah maybe that it, will change probably not it constantly feels like um Bianca is getting these matches where she, like with her with her and Sasha and then now with her and Asuka it's like whenever yeah. she has to build a match where she's in the same alignment as the opponent they don't know what to do with her they just stick her on, mm-hmm. on commentary but like the build up to her and Becky's match last year was so good because Becky was the heel <laughs> like mm-hmm. a straight up heel and Bianca was carrying as a baby face again against a heel Becky. So it's just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I need them to get it together. Like truly, truly. But uh, also because okay. I a little rusty, all of these highlights that we're talking about are in the, are handy dandy uh, highlights playlist that you can see at the bottom of the show notes mm-hmm. <laughs> or in the YouTube description. You can follow along, watch along with us or, you know, just listen to us. But yeah. And so, you know what? If you're not looking at our beautiful faces yeah. on YouTube, rapiswebs.com slash YouTube, that's okay. But you're missing out. You're missing out. Exactly. You're only getting half Ow. the story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I really do. I want more for for Bianca and Oscar as well. But like you said, I'm I'm really still excited about the match. So I I yeah, it, you, you can't take that away. So let's move on to you mentioned Candice LeRae and Nikki Cross. Yeah, you guys talked yes, about it last yes. week about yes. uh, Nikki Cross and. Um, Candice LeRae. I, I just wanted to put my two cents in before we get into yeah, this. Yeah, how do you feel? Like it it's interesting. Like we have had this, we haven't talked about it yet, Mari, or really well, the two of us haven't talked about it. Last week was the first time it brought it came up. There mm-hmm. have been these segments where Candice LeRae for a while had Nikki Cross just creeping in the background. Mm-hmm. And then Candace became aware of it, which now she's aware of it and creeped out. And Nikki Cross basically just said last week that she's lonely. Yeah. Which, how do you? Uh, I love this. I did. <laughs> I did. I love this because it's it it it's calling back to the way. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. one one of the one of the one of the um reasons she was became aware of Nikki's in the background is because you know Dexter Loomis had draw, drawn a picture of like like oh it's the family and then it's like Nikki in the back. You know. Um, I love yeah. this because. For those for people who didn't watch the NXT, the build of the way and like how it was, it went from like it was like <laughs> the way started almost like a a conceited heel faction when like Austin Theory and they were and they were still heels mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like like when when Austin left, it then turned into like Dexter Loomis and Indy <laughs> and Indy like a Romeo and Juliet, yeah. and then it turned into a family once. 
Candace was pregnant and they were like the good guys again. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it it's so funny how the way morphed and it feels like a goofy family. And I like that Nikki yeah. is realizing that she, she kind of wants that family and that Candace and Johnny and Dexter can probably provide that in a way that on the main roster, it still feels cool it's like not you know it might not be as character driven as it was on nxt where half Mm -hmm. the time they would just get like backstage segments or you know we got the the wedding the index wedding and stuff like that so i think it's cute yeah exactly i i i do this does worry me for indy because i'm I'm wondering like what what will happen when indy come up to the main roster does this mean that there's no space for her there or you know I don't know what how that goes, but I yeah. do like this. I like Candace kind of being like the mother, like come, you know. And and yeah. Nikki, I think Nikki needs it. I I, I think she does. Unfortunately, um, yeah. all of the characters she's been going through since Sanity are just not working through the no fault of her own. I think it's creative's fault. Um, but her being kind of like the wild child in the way, kind of like yeah. almost like a female version of Dexter Loomis is actually something I'm very interested in. And I love that. Mm. I love that kind of and it also, and then at first I thought they might have they might have been going the we talked about like the Mickey James Trish yeah. aspect. Yeah, we brought we, that up. We yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. No, they can't do it like that. They like I like this kind of sweet one, this sweet way here. Yeah, almost like yeah. Mickey being Candace's attack dog or something like. Well, that. Well, also like, because the the Mickey James Trish Stratus dynamic, which like also we referenced last week in relation to this, is not mm-hmm. really the dynamic because Candace isn't a Trish Stratus. Like th- right. that Mickey's character, and that's relatable because it was Trish Stratus. This I already by that point iconic, iconic, yeah, iconic woman in the division. So having that super fan made sense. This is different. And I want, I would love to see the dynamic of like the two women being on the same side. We saw it with Indy and Candace and yeah. you put it out there. Like Candace, not only is this motherly figure, but she's literally a mom and yeah. that seeps into her character. The fact that she's associated with Johnny, her husband or father mm-hmm. of baby wrestling is also mm-hmm. a thing. So like I'm into this. I do. I don't know what this means for Indy. But I would love to see the like cur- current legal paperwork between yeah. Dexter and Indy for their relationship, because I do believe that Dexter and Indy are still legally married. And mm-hmm. I just don't want an affair between Dexter and Nikki Cross because Indy doesn't deserve. Yeah, that. no. Yeah, I don't that. think I'm and not I don't, feeling I, Nikki's a little yeah, feral I, for love. But hey, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think. I think if Indy does come up, then her and her and Dexter could just kind of be a. Uh, it, it would kind of be cool to see them go up against Rhea and Dom, wouldn't it? Like, like let's you know I'll let's get it. some more mixed tags up in here. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Like, you know what you bring you bring up something, and we'll get to talking about Rhea. But mm-hmm. just a side note that Rhea has so much that she could do. Um, with just Dom without a championship, very fascinating on, on yes. that note. But yeah, I would love to see that too with with you know what I'm the, saying the way reforming and that that dynamic. Yeah, and it could be like the way reforming, like it could be like the way would be like Judgment Day, but just kind mm-hmm. of like gender flipped in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like love because that yeah, yeah, exactly. Like more women than men in the faction. Um, yeah, 
that reminds me of the like back in the day (laughs) back in the day um there used to be a team that was very i feel like in wf WF days do you know are we thinking about about? the same ones yeah are we thinking was it pms was it pms PMS, pretty mean sisters sisters. yeah um, which like yeah. With, as meat, yes. Which, like, by the way, we love we love some empowerment. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I. Well, I mean, I don't think there needs to be like a sexual dynamic there. Yeah. Um, but this picture is wild, by Camp. the way, Mari, in the Camp. context of <laughs> high drag. But I just mean like having, and honestly, like Austin Theory would be a good meat. You know, just like. In well, I mean, he was a himbo when he, he was in the way. Still is, still is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I like in general, I love anytime we get to see more than one woman on the same yeah, side because you too. never get to see that in WWE. So unless mm-hmm. it's like a tag team, uh, but even those don't last clearly. So I'm, yeah. I'm down for whatever they give us. And here. they could face damage control depending on what happens like with damage control. I, I really, the booking of damage control has irked the hell out of me. Ooh. Like, Ooh, Indy, Indy, Candace, and Nikki versus damage control at some point. Exactly. Whoa. No, and no. Candace still has some beef with damage control. So. Exactly. Woo. Exactly. Woo. I'm excited. So I, I definitely liked it. I, this So this week, um, Candace was dealing with Piper Piper Niven, who you know they're mm. still still got beef because of that qualification match that they they both didn't qualify for it for the elimination chamber, and this match was pretty good too. Like Piper Piper and Candace like win. I love again. We're I talked about how like I've been missing that big powerhouse. I'm so glad Piper is back. I'm so glad she's back. I really want her to get some. I want them to get a storyline for her, but I I know that we're we're gonna for some of these superstars yeah. we're gonna have to wait till after WrestleMania for them mm-hmm. to start finding direction. And unfortunately for Piper, I think that's what where we're gonna be at. We don't that's know good. if there's gonna be a um like the the women's battle royal or like you know the Andre the Giant you know the women's version of that. But I could definitely see Piper maybe winning that if they they have that this year. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. I feel like I was sleeping. I was like up woke up in the middle of the night one night in the last week and i was like oh my gosh piper niven isn't getting pushed now but they'll push mm-hmm. her later this year i don't know what that specific thought was but like it's okay that they're gonna yeah. wait to build to it and exactly. i think that there's an idea or a plan there um kind of like with candace and nikki like we're getting something mm-hmm. now and it took some time to heat up and it was subtle at first and becomes less and less subtle but um yeah hopefully everyone has their time and kind of yeah but piper especially you know we need to because because some stuff that's built during wrestlemania season doesn't have to end at wrestlemania you know what i'm saying they True. they have to start planning for what to do after it so yeah like i agree um but uh, n- uh nikki cross um kind of gets in the way here but allows candace to get the win so uh, the way that nikki cross gets in the, <laughs> gets way. In the way yeah Damn. this is the way Shout out Ooh. to the Mandalorian fans. Um, so I, I like this. I like where this is going. I, and it, and even if it might just be like kind of like women's filler matches, I'm still glad we're getting them. And they feel like they have they have a thread. They have a story to them. So it doesn't feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. kind of like on on SmackDown where we got um, Shayna versus. Uh, well, who was it? You know, duh. 
Tegan? Was it Tegan or what? No, or was it? Sh- I don't know. It was somebody, and that's what I'm like. I, I don't. I didn't care. <laughs> that's the point. Like you know, yeah. what I'm saying like <laughs> this, I'm like invested in. I I truly am, and I hope they kind of keep keep going with it. Keep going with it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the women are like doing fabulously. You're doing great, sweetie. Go the women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> making history. Yeah, making history. Um, so. We have to move on over to Rhea, Rhea Ripley, who is just, oh my God, she's killing it. She's killing it. She has too many I stories. Love I love it. I love it. Not complaining at all. She has so much going on. There's I the dom it. of it all, which is it's yeah. all, like that could stand on its own with Rey Mysterio oh and all mm-hmm. that magic. But then she has the WrestleMania match with Charlotte, who, by the way, Mari, Charlotte, Kind of similar to Bianca, take takes a back seat here, which is really interesting. That both the women's champions are like in the background yeah. as opposed to being in like the main featured most interesting spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, um, Charlotte is actually at least allowed to have a promo, you know, mm. maybe because of her alignment. Currently, she's tweener ish, I would say. Oh. You know, she her character always leans kind of heavily heel, and so she gets that segment that you guys talked about with, with uh, her and Dom. Which, okay, I'm sorry, I have to give my thoughts on that segment. That segment, oh my gosh, like I've never like listened slash watched the whole segment and like cringe but also like applaud at the same time wait dom like, and charlotte you mean dom and charlotte yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like <laughs> i say something yeah dom and charlotte segment from last week like that segment <laughs> i was done i'm not gonna lie i was like completely done i why was i like i was like clapping at charlotte's spots i was like stop it like this is like insane only dom like only dom can be the person that'll make me be like I am on Charlotte's side right now like this is yeah horrendous but it was so good I thought it was so funny like Dom call, coming out first calling her queenie um <laughs> he hit all of those notes those cringy notes that you hate like oh smile more you know oh my <laughs> like, god and I will say the thing that's hilarious about this is that like Dr. Amanda last week was like, hey, so I know that Charlotte is the daughter of Ric Flair and Dom mm-hmm. is the son of Rey Mysterio. But like, is that not part of the story? And I was like, no, that's not even they're not even touching that aspect nope. of it, which is awesome. Like, they don't even yeah. need to go to that. Well, which they don't they have need to done a million times and they could, too. But. Charlotte Tom calling him a Nino was hilarious because it, it instantly made me remember. I was like, oh, right. And then when she referenced, she's like, I am married to a real. Yeah, I was like, where's Andrade? Where's Andrade? Get him out here. I and then so I'm like, this could, be a ma- this could be the Mania match too. Tom and Rhea versus Charlotte I'm, and Andrade. I'm telling you, oh, like man, it was, it was great. It was great. I love the segment. I I don't mean to like uh, go over like what you guys already did, but no. you guys know everybody, if you're listening, you know that I love the Dom and, and Rhea stuff. Like I truly do. And watching Dom go back and forth on the mic with Charlotte <sighs> was it was good. Rhea, she just came out and just got into her face, which again mm. reminded me how like tall Charlotte is. It like eh. lady is tall. I will that say Rhea specifically. I believe this week did mention 
she made some comments, I think during her match with Liv, which we'll get to, but about like mm-hmm. how Charlotte wears six inch heels or something. Like, oh, so maybe that's she's true. not. I mean, I guess she's tall. Well, because remember, we remember we like looked up their heights like on air and like Rhea's only like five. Oh, no, like this that. was with the I remember this. This was Pastor yeah. Solomon. He was the one yeah. who was doxing all of their heights. Yeah, doxing all of their heights. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Char- and Char- like, Charlotte's feet. actually six feet, though. Like, that's the wow. thing. Yeah, but she does wear them, them heels. The Rhea's not wrong. But yeah, so let's get to So this week, uh, Rhea and Liv had a match on SmackDown. Um, again, just a barn burner of a match. I, I still think, even though Rhea and Oscar are kind of doing the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, Rhea being the Royal Rumble winner automatically kind of adds gravitas to what she's doing, you know? Totally. totally. Yeah, because c- that's the spot, you know, the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania main event. That's the spot, mm-hmm. you know, Oscar won at Elimination Chamber, but that's not that's not the spot, you know, it's, it's Rhea. And and Charlotte main eventing night one I think is what I heard they they, they might main event night one I don't know um, but Rhea versus Liv my God the chemistry between the two of them has always been so apparent you know they yeah. they reference on on commentary how they used to tag together but mm-hmm. they are just so good at what and, they do oh Mari and they referenced Liv as Miss Money in the Bank. And they reference Liv as the runner-up for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Watching this match, like I was, I'm so glad I watched like the entire thing. Just yep. taking because, like, this is maybe so the best match in my opinion that I've ever seen either of them in. Because it mm. was just, it told a good story. I feel like mm-hmm. this is the for me. This could be like the Sasha and Bailey. You know, mm-hmm. like just keep coming back to this because I don't know how this happened but Liv went from not being a legit champion who wasn't really thriving across from Ronda to being in this spot where it's like oh I believe it like she could be the champ any moment and she's bringing it with the Ronda and it's Mm -hmm. like she like she she is such a good foil to Rhea not that they're opposites at all because they have a Mm -hmm. lot of similarities but like ooh. This match was a barn burner, Mari. Yeah. I loved it. I really loved it. I could watch it again. I could I've, watch it I've, again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Liv Morgan will bump her ass off. She is mm-hmm. one of the best. Now that Sasha's gone, she's the best seller in the women's division. I can confidently say she speaking of bumping her ass off, she did like a, did a dive out. Yeah. <laughs> dive out from the middle, literally just like landing on her face on the floor. Yep which I watched mm-hmm. about seven times. Like, how do you take that bump? Just how do you like even emotionally prepare yourself to take a bump where, you know, you're jumping down, you know, six feet to the mm-hmm. ground, seven feet to the, like, what the hell? It's she, insane. she honestly sells and bumps. I love Liv Morgan. I will say it every time she is on the screen and her and Rhea are just perfect together. Like Rhea is mm-hmm. the perfect base <laughs> to be catching mm-hmm. and to be jumping off of, and all of that. Yeah, and so I, I'll mm-hmm. also say I could I could have seen Liv winning here. Like legitimately, mm-hmm. if Liv got the win, I wouldn't have been shocked. Especially because Rhea, the way she's been booked, like she did. I mean, she didn't eat the pin, but she did right. lose. The she technically Beth, lost yeah. to Beth and to Edge at Elimination Chamber. And I again, like if. Liv got the win here somehow through some means like 
it builds live up. I don't think it knocks Raya down too much, but mm-hmm. whatever. But like this was perfect. It was I great. It. it was great. I I loved every second of it as well. I did too. And this is this is how you build to to a WrestleMania. This is how you build up your mm-hmm. contender. Tens across the board. Honestly, and 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 like uh, like you said, Raya talking into she she like had Liv in, in the ropes and was like talking into the camera to Charlotte. It, it was just it's just all great, and I it remind me of it remind me of the build of Raya versus Charlotte building to um what was that was that Money in the Couple Bank? Oh. Yeah, that feud mm-hmm. over the summer where I was like, this is a great feud. This feud yeah. is good. But they need to stick the landing, and they didn't, and it falls flat, and then you don't remember that feud as much. But I again love the one-upmanship that Charlotte and Rhea were doing back then in that feud. That anything you can do, I can do better. That Charlotte, I still have the, I have the um, video of Charlotte being like, "You're learning, bitch." Like I have it saved (laughs) in my, in my Twitter, so I can like you know dump it on anybody at any point you know so oh, like, wow. like honestly I, I i like that I, they could go back to that style feud and just let ria win you can't keep having charlotte talk about how much she beat ria up over the past three years and not let ria win like this ria is not, not charlotte's win, story it's not I, that's charlotte's what i'm story. saying like if ria doesn't win at wrestlemania i'm going to be so upset like i am going to be so pissed off and what does Charlotte gain from beating Rhea? Like nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. She's Charlotte right. freaking Flair. We know. We got it's it. stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we also got this week, we, we got Dominic and um, Santos Escobar. They So uh-huh. they, they started off with a, a backstage segment where like Santos Escobar, I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Like if, if I can find it, I will try and put it in our show notes. But this backstage segment was so funny to me. Um, Rhea had just finished uh, beating up Liv. Her and Dom are in the back. Santos comes up and he, and he and he's like uh talking crap to Dom like like you need to respect your father. Your father is one of the greatest. He's like if you're half the man you think you are, I'm going out to the ring right now. You'll be out there to join me and face me. And he's like he he said Armando uh, then he like made a gesture at, at, at Rhea Ripley or Mono, like man on man. He said, leave mommy here. And then as he was leaving, he's like, he's like mommy. And he said it to Rhea and then he like blew a kiss at her and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, what a sweet, what a sweet boy. Tom was mad. <laughs> what a sweet boy. It was so funny. And so uh, of course it went to commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. Santos was in the ring and I was like I was really like oh my god Santos Escobar is like face like I'm yeah I'm gagged yeah like Legato del Fantasma one of my favorite factions in NXT mm-hmm. they mostly work heel and you know we didn't get Zelina this week we didn't get the rest of um, Legato this week because no. from what the story is being told Santos is like let's go one on one you know yeah and, and the Selena and the Zelina thing too. I think if you just throw, actually, I'd be really interested in seeing what they would do there. But it just muddies things up, especially when you have Rhea on the opposite side too. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna have to fight if Zelina shows up across from Rhea. So 
which I think I like, will happen later. Yeah. At some point, right? But we don't mm-hmm. need that going into mania with everything else Rhea has going on, especially. Exactly. Like yeah. that exactly. Like this is a perfect builder and a binder to mm. Dominic and Ray, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while also turning Santos' face. I mean, I I'm buying it. I think the crowd's buying it. I love the exchange of masks and he was he was holding Rey Mysterio's mask when he came down to the ring. He had it on a little pedestal. It was kind of weird. Like it did like kind of cross over to like a little weird. Like why do you care so much, you know? Yeah, and but, it felt a little like a mask on a pole match except without the pole. <laughs> Yeah, but I I like it. I I do like the like I will teach you respect type thing. You know, it's kind yeah, of yeah, but like, it's none of your business. Like it's honestly, not. <laughs> okay. So last week, Mari, I turned around on all this where I realized that Dom is doing nothing wrong. Dom is the good guy in this scenario. His father is the one who should be stepping it up and trying to repair their relationship. But what? Dom has to go all the way to SmackDown to repair their relationship with his father. And then this guy, Santos, who's not even in the family, is sticking his nose in the family's business. Like, leave leave Dom alone. Dom is weak. Dom needs help. He needs support. He is the baby face in my mind. The biggest thing of this, though, too, is good that like, because if you think about it, Dom has not been working as much. He hasn't been in the ring as much, which um, that was the only unfortunate thing with this match between Santos and Dom. I think there were a few little hiccups. um, But again, Dom not being able to wrestle kind of just adds to the obnoxiousness of the character in a sense. And I'll say this, too, that I didn't like when I saw this match, I wasn't excited. And actually in general, like when we go into covering these, I'm never really too excited for like the match itself itself. because Mm -hmm. they're not, they haven't always done a good job of telling the story. It's like, okay, there's a match. And then there's something that happens after the match, but they really told a story in this match with the mask and with the respect. And Dom Mm -hmm. is to to his credit, like very great at the non-verbals with his mixed with his story at, Mm -hmm telling the story of what's going on so this was like great for what it was supposed to be like if it was a great match it wouldn't have really i think that dom shouldn't be having great matches yeah it's like it adds to the in-ring psychology of it all you know that he's still kind of like a bumbling kid that's still trying to like but i just made me it just made me think about it because you know what two years ago when him and Ray were the, the tag team champions, which they referenced several times on commentary, you know, he was working, working like with his dad. And I remember how good he was. Remember we were talking about like how mm-hmm. he's, why is he this tall doing these moves, <laughs> these moves, you know what I'm saying? Like it just looks you know? strange, but it's funny now because like maybe cause he's not always next to Ray, but he doesn't come off as, as tall. Like yeah. he comes off as being, but with the personality, especially like kind of being somewhat diminutive and yeah, like just cowardly. But next to Ray, yeah, that man looked way. Tom looked way too big. Yeah, he yeah, still yeah. does. So it it, <laughs> it, it so the match itself was like okay, but you know, um, Dom ends up getting the win. You know, yes, after Raya hits the riptide on Santos. So. Yes, which I'm like Raya out here doing double duty. Like she just had mm-hmm. a full mm-hmm. entire match. Awesome. best in the world future world champ. yeah yeah and uh, and so yeah dom gets the win attacks ray after the match right um and tears his mask, mask up Ugh. yeah 
Rude. I mean, so good. I really can't wait for their masks. Is WWE paying Ray to have these masks made and ripped up? Are these replicas? <laughs> because I don't, I, I don't like that. Oh, it's sad. It, he he like money. Ray signed it for uh, Santos. And he oh, it. oh, that's man. so sad. That oh, is, man. yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah. So like, um, this is gonna be good. I like this. I, I like all of this. True. Yeah, that's. I, I don't care. I I the Judgment Day, Dom, Rhea. They can't do any wrong. To me, I love. I know. I know. Yeah, I, I know. Love I love it. I love how I love the intertwining of a couple of stories here. Um, and you know, like last week, one thing that I was really amazed by was like the Judgment Day just having their, um, you know, their their uh hands in so many different fires yeah. there's definitely yeah. some pots and different fires whatever it is cookie and jars it's like whatever cookie jars yeah. yes also those <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like you have the edge and finn stuff happening um and then you have the raya and dom stuff but then you have the raya charlotte stuff and then the dom and ray stuff so they're doing this right leading into mania this like great good, job on wwe great job this is that's how you book a faction like that mm-hmm. is how you book a faction like mm. Mm. Dang. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll finish up with the men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. What's yeah. going on here with some of the so, men's? Yeah, some of the men's is. So, mm. Brock will now be going one-on-one with Omis at WrestleMania. While it looks like Bobby Lashley will be facing Bray Wyatt and possibly let's, Uncle Howdy. Yes, let's talk about all this together. You're um, right. We have to. Because you might recall, dear <laughs> listeners, that just a few weeks ago, it was the Bobby Lashley versus the Brock Lesnar. And they were going head-to-head. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is going to be the match of Mania, too. And mm-hmm. they took a hard pivot, which I'm not mad okay. about any of it. I'm actually I'm happy. With it. Uh-huh. I'm happy. Yeah, because like Omis and Brock need something to do so they could go do their thing, whatever. We'll be happy mm-hmm. with it. Uh, Omis is big. He'll make Brock look like a baby. Bray, Bobby, they could do things. We'll talk about that. That's a little bit more interesting. Mari, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts generally on like the these dynamics is the my general thought is <laughs> this is why you shouldn't do things before you have plans set because just a few weeks ago mm. before the Brock and, and Bobby of it all, I think we were we were talking about it like um Bray Wyatt alluded to um facing Brock Lesnar and then all of a sudden like the they pulled the plug on it. I think Matt, you were saying, and I, I think I saw some sources too that it, it might be that Brock is not interested in working with Bray Wyatt. So a plan that they thought yeah. they may have had, they pulled the plug on it. They did the pivot. Now um, Brock is going to face Omis, but it's kind of weird too because we thought they were going towards a new hurt business, but now mm-hmm. um, MVP is still with Omis. I think they Bob, might. 
it to me it kind of feels like they're still they could still be heading it's in that weird. direction just maybe yeah. post mania like and yeah. they didn't need to do that uh, honestly Mari. like if they are heading in the direction of her business number one it's funny because i'm very confused about mvp's relationship with lashley like i mm-hmm. feel like i missed something like because, well, like we we kept getting yeah. these segments where where uh mvp is keeps trying to help bobby but bobby mm-hmm. keeps being like i don't need your help mm-hmm. and yet he's still like referencing lashley or yeah so maybe they'll go there after mania and we'll see yeah. more of that story weird times weird times it with is. all of it actually mvp's in a, in a very strange spot here and well, like i love him good on him yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. great but it's just like what what is going on like so and why isn't omis showing up to fight his own battles mvp is just so good though like uh, and i like as a, I love him being like an, a manager, like an antithesis to like like the other side of the coin for like a from a Paul Heyman and and his like the stuff he talks about like on Twitter and talk about the hurt business and talk about mm-hmm. like how factions work and how you really want to have people that you're actually connected with. You don't want to just throw all the black people into a faction and stuff like that. Like oh, you don't. It, it, I know, right? MVP <laughs> has been doing so great since he came back, and I'm so glad we have him in this capacity. Um, and and I, I like that he's bringing intrigue to both Omis and Bobby Lashley, honestly, because mm. I, I wouldn't really care about Omis if if it wasn't for MVP. I know that for a fact, you know. Uh. So um, I, I I do I I you know, a big men big mini men slapping me is cute and all. It's fine. It's whatever. This uh-huh. is it's not my fort. This is not. This no. is not what I I I really like. Um, so Brock and Ohm is cool. Whatever. Let's move on to Bobby and Bray Wyatt because I am confusion. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Tell me about the Bray it. Bray Wyatt of it all. Like, um, what last week on SmackDown when we got the Bray Wyatt the can can you keep a secret video. Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel sad that I like my my interest in Bray Wyatt is now waning. It was so at its peak around October of last year. Mm-hmm. And now it, it kind of feels like they waited too long to pull the trigger on all of it. That yeah. now I'm just kind of like over it because I and and I and I and I don't know. Like I feel like maybe I should go back and and watch those early promos. But I felt like when Bray you first came back, you, huh? You don't need. I to. said you probably don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, like those like those early promos when Bray came back. I felt like we were getting more of an internal struggle between Bray and Uncle Howdy, and now I feel like we lost the plot. Like, why are we back in the funhouse? Like it like. It was mm. kind of cool to see the fire house, Firefly Funhouse, but then now it's kind of like, is it? Are we getting a faction? What happened with Alexa? Like, you know, let me, like let me give you something, Mari. I think I know mm. what the problem is with Bray. You know when you go to the movie theater? What was the last movie you saw? Uh Ant-Man and the Lost Economy. Kind of so that's like what genre would you say? Is that like action? That's superhero adve- action. Superhero yeah. action, mm-hmm. whatever. Like imagine if you walk into the theater and it's like it turn- ends up being a horror movie instead of the action <laughs> movie. Or like it's like Eddie Murphy with Ant-Man. You're like, what the hell is this comedy? Like I thought I was showing up for an action movie. I feel mm-hmm. like with Bray, the way that it was built and introduced, it was this very cerebral 
um, setup of this is horrifying. Like we need to take this seriously. This is the white rabbit. Yeah. And then he ends up being this comedy character doing the muscle man dance. dance. Yeah. And it's just like, what kind of movie am I watching? And I don't know what kind of movie I'm watching. So I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Am I supposed to there laugh? Am I supposed to be scared? I, like it's just all over the place, but that's what Bray is. And so this week I feel like I'm coming around to, getting like oh bray is just this insane character that mm. i still don't like <laughs> but he's it's doing like, what he's supposed to be doing it's just like a little bit too deep i think yeah it's like it, i know it's like supposed to be mockery bobby lashley said he doesn't he's not going to be mocked by bray Wyatt and stuff like that but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's even weird. Like, even at the pitch black match, like that oddly worked for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because it, it had more of a, a weird aura, you know, with Uncle Holly doing the, the dive at the end. And, and, and you know, it, it still worked for me like that pushed the, the line like it was on the line of like. Corny or camp and cerebral and scary, like mm-hmm. the muscle man dance. <laughs> like what am I supposed to do with this? Like what what am I supposed to do with this? I will say this that nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, here's the my problem is that well my my problem with that is that that will be hilarious to a certain segment of the population. And that's mm-hmm. what I feel like it was designed to be like the kids like, "Oh yeah, the muscle man dance. Oh yeah." Um but the thing is Bobby Lashley is responding to it all perfectly in character. He is not phased mm-hmm. by it at all. So then it just becomes an annoyance as opposed to a situation where Bobby's afraid of the lights going out or where Bobby's afraid of the weird, mystical, whatever stuff that Bray and Uncle Howdy are bringing. So to me, it's just strange because like Bobby basically is no selling Bray's humor, which makes mm-hmm. Bobby look a little bit better rather than him being scared. But I don't know. It's just like very odd. Uh, mm. Who is it for? I don't. Know. I don't know. And then so, and then on SmackDown this week, we got um, uh, Bobby came to SmackDown and got he like did. a really good reception. They were here in our backyard. They're in DC. I didn't even realize it until the broadcast were, started. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like as Bray's music was playing, Uncle Howdy comes and attacks him in the in the back. And how do we feel about this Uncle Howdy mask and hair combo? I'm fine. Here? I'm fine. I like okay. it. I like it because it's different. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's like the <laughs> it's the horror versus comedy thing, which yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm if it's supposed to be funny and goofy or not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you thinking? It's not- <laughs> It's disturbing. Yeah, Mari, ghosts are popping up all over the place. I know. <laughs> Not throwing things all over. But yeah, I know. No. No, but I'm yeah. just like <laughs> looking at this and another angle, hopefully you're watching on YouTube with this um, stuff, but it is, oh my God, wait, here's an even better angle of this mask and hair, this drag. So here's one. This drag. And yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's, you know, I love it. It's interesting. It, it, yeah. Yeah. What is it giving? I don't know. The coloring. I wonder if the coloring could be like a little. Yeah, I mean, it's Mm. different, right? 
Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have different or distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, the mask mm-hmm. is creepy. Mm-hmm. But again, like, how does this fit with Actually, the Muscle Man dance? I do like, I do feel like I like this mask better than the one that they were using backstage that had the, like, I like that the mouth is cut off, cut up of this one. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll go with it. Hmm. Yeah. Not bad. Weird. I like the, I do like this version better. It, yeah. Yeah. They've evolved it sub- subtly. Yeah, they ways. have. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like when Uncle Howdy first, like the, yeah. he had the, like the kind of pointy chin. And it was a full mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. Good. So, yeah. So, so Bobby is dealing with Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt, apparently? Question mark. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Does that mean Bobby would have to find a partner? No. Bobby doesn't need no? a partner. Okay. Bobby can That's do fine. two on one if he wants. He's yeah. Bobby freaking Lashley. Bobby freaking Lashley. So we'll we'll see where it goes. It's 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 not bad. It's just a little. I, I I like Matt said. I'm still trying to process how I'm supposed to feel about it all. But yeah, we'll see. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this week on SmackDown, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes came face to face. This was uh, Cody's first time in seven years on SmackDown. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean <laughs> I, who pointed what? that out? I mean I just on commentary. On commentary. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I I'm sure but I just always think it's funny because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I wouldn't have noticed. Fun yeah. fact. Fun, Fun fact. fact. <laughs> Fun fact. Because he's been in video packages and like mm-hmm. referenced on SmackDown, but right, um, right. You know what? If WWE is getting any mileage out of like, oh my god, his first time on this show and forever, even though he's been on the other show, like, good for good on them, good on them. This promo like lit up the internet. Mm-hmm. Let, can we talk about um, Roman talk starting about with dropping the belts like they're almost nothing, and then saying, <sighs> "So what do you want to talk about?" Like. Cody's signature line. Um, I'm sorry, Roman eight here. Like this promo was like, yikes! Someone like it was funny. All of the discourse on Twitter that I saw was like, Cody, like how are you just gonna let Roman like play you like that? Like it was, it was funny. Roman, Roman uh. talked about how. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, who was one of his coaches down at NXT, basically said like Roman was the son he never had. Roman was the greatest. He did the Dusty impression, saying "You just have it." Like rude, <laughs> ooh, very. And then and then he capped it off with saying, "What Dusty didn't teach you, I will." Like it, it was, yeah. And he even Roman. was like, and he even made the comment at one point that was like, "You know what? You know what." your dad said about you you know what your dad told me about you and i was like oh i know where this is going nothing nothing like, huh uh-huh that's mm-hmm. right no surprise there so yeah i mean i do think for me the part that's like kind of the weakest for cody and it's just like don't shaking that man's hand like i would not be shaking roman's hand exactly it yeah just, you know like you don't have to fight but just like shaking his hand 
after he punks you out. He punk completely punked him. And that's what pe- that's what people were talking about on Twitter. They're like, that is the most baby face thing Cody could do. Cause Cody, like, they're like, this man basically just ran down your whole entire household. <laughs> and then you were like, Well, I gotta win that title like no sir like it, i saw so yeah. many it was so funny like so many people were pulling out the arn anderson clip like this is the time you grab the clock and then like <laughs> yeah but to be honest like once arn anderson puts the the gun fingers to your head like yeah. what are you supposed to do yeah it was what funny I, I basically <laughs> the the general consensus consensus was that cody didn't hit back hard enough for people's liking like you uh, said why would you shake them the hand of the man who basically just said you were nothing and worthless in the eyes in your you father's eyes like, yeah i wish look i would have loved if cody just said i don't care if the bloodline is here just slap the taste out of roman's mouth and just was like mm-hmm don't talk about my father. Don't talk. If about even us. not even that, he probably should have just slapped his hand because Roman had his hand out. He could have like mm-hmm. just slapped his hand, you know. Or even but, just yeah, like yeah, but giving him, or even just walk away, right? Like mm-hmm. giving him that handshake though. Ooh, nine hundred and fifteen. Matt, nine hundred I like a thousand. I like that as a good as a good nice round number. Yeah, uh, I, I I think that this was great. I mean, this is technically their first face-to-face, right? This is their first face-to-face before WrestleMania. You know, it got people hyped. What more can you want? Honestly, this is this is good. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. And then, like, in the meantime, while we have this Roman and Cody stuff at the forefront, you got the like what's going on with the bloodline in, in the back in the background and it and it's good storytelling it truly is like um it, it's really good good storytelling not much developed over this week jay uso no. wasn't present um the biggest thing is roman reigns told um jimmy that if jay uso isn't back in one week then roman's gonna blame jimmy for it so you know sammy's still going strong yeah it's, it's and i will say like for me it's the a thing lot that jumps, the thing that jumps out is that roman at least at one point was this just physically dominant performer out of the shield. He was like the muscle um, Mm -hmm. out of it. But what I think is so interesting is that Roman, he attacks people psychologically, which is very fascinating. And I think that that's also his weakness is like the psychological attacks from other people. Like it's very odd to me that Roman is so pressed around about Jay not being there. Cause I could all see a world where Roman's like, what, whatever, like, we don't care. Like we don't need him. But the fact Mm -hmm. that the fact that Roman is not only like affected by that and clearly thinking about it, but then also continuing with the psychological attacks, like fascinating for that Roman character. Like I'd never thought of him as being like such a mastermind and a strategist before, you know, maybe the last like seven or eight months. He's continued mm-hmm. to evolve. He's continued to evolve. Yeah, great point. Yeah, it's 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 still so good. We still have what four weeks of build, so mm-hmm. it's perfect. Like I feel like the timeline is moving along very smoothly. What do you think? Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like their first, this is their first promo. You know, I'm pretty. Sure, I don't know if we'll get a contract. Do they do contract signings for WrestleMania? They yeah, can do whatever the hell they, they could. Want. They could do whatever they want to. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is a good yeah. step. Like, we're we're face to face. 
Yeah, I don't weeks. think they need a contract signing because he, they won the rumble. They won, won the, the rumble, rumble, right? That's what I said. So I'm assuming it happened already. But I feel like, but I feel like they've done that before. They do whatever they want, Mari. Yeah. And the thing, let's. Here's what we should pay attention to. Do, do, do Cody and Roman get a contract signing and do Rhea and Charlotte get a contract signing? Because I would mm. just want it to be consistent. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Either way, I think it's good. I think where the bloodline storyline is pretty good, too. Again, we're still trying to figure out what they're going to be up to at Mania. Mm-hmm. Again, I would love some sort of multi-man match. Like, uh, oh, oh. I didn't include Ooh. this because I didn't, they didn't put it up on WWE, but Gunther yeah. is asking for an opponent for the IC title. And Seamus and Drew are lobbying for it. Um, Kofi and um, Cross, Kyrian Cross are lobbying for it. And Gunther is like, I need a worthy opponent. Give me a ladder match somewhere, money in the, damn it. Not money in the bank. Ladder no, match. No. Give, give me a put hang a title up hang title a in the title bank. up yes title in the bank like mm-hmm. i i would love it that'd be so funny like if if you do a a, a ladder match for gunther because i wonder what his take on a ladder match would be you know what i'm saying since he's like this he, is a pure art form i am the ling general i don't you know would he not is like he ladder matches? Of climbing ladders like i don't know you know what i'm saying like is he a purist like he just wants like a one-on-one match or something like that that'd be kind of cool Maybe. um but something like that like so uh, again we have plenty of weeks to go through go through the stuff and so um yeah it's time will tell um so that's it for the highlights of the week again all of the highlights of the weeks can be found in our show notes or show descriptions a very handy dating playlist so you can watch along um we'll take a quick break and we'll go into the shoot (laughs) We're back for the We're back. <laughs> of course, in the in the world of wrestling, a shoot is any unplanned, unscripted, real life occurrence that happens within a wrestling event. And for us, it's our our time to either you know get flowers, get something off our chest, air our grievances. Uh, this week, we will be talking about the uh, WWE Legends program. Um, featuring china so um this mm-hmm. week wwe legends on a and e they they um do like little documentaries on several different wwe superstars and this week uh china is getting her own documentary yeah. and we wanted to talk about it uh so china. to start off china for me china is was legit my favorite women's wrestler she she is one of the people who i, I remembered for like one of my earliest wrestling mem- memories was of China and DX. And I've told this story so many times, but like China getting the fireball to the eye from Kane on accident is uh, was one of those, was one of those moments that I was like, this is so cool. This is so badass. Like mm-hmm. she is my favorite. Her, her win against ivory at WrestleMania 17 is one of my favorite, favorite moments and one of my favorite storylines because uh-huh. again we know how much i love ivory and right to censor um china just beating her like it was nothing was one of my favorite things to watch and then 
And then I think that was I think and that was one of uh, China's last matches in WWE, I believe, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And of course, I, I said it just a few short weeks ago. China and Eddie Guerrero literally just, oh my God. One of my favorite uh, storylines of all time, which is again why I think I love this Dominic and Rhea stuff so much. Just seeing seeing a man treat a woman like that, like on TV, especially a woman who was like very like built and like uh, like as a kid for me, I uh-huh. what was I played so many sports as as a kid. I was very athletic. I had a very athletic build, and I was made fun of that like mercilessly yeah. a lot and um so to see women who were also built like that being treated with respect and love and all of that it it was one of the earliest moments that i i i loved seeing and it it you know gave me confidence as well yeah. and i just love china so much i will watch this but there have been lots of thoughts on why is this documentary coming out now when you're celebrating her now that she's no longer here when she had right. begged you to give her her flowers when she was alive? How do yeah. you feel about China in this documentary, Matt? Well, I mean, I, and I really appreciate you, Mari, giving the kind of your background in terms of China. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. I feel like the promo I saw for this or one of the promos I saw for this uh, documentary mentioned not only the China documentary, but then also the episode that they'll do on the rock John Cena feud, which I'm like, these things are not equivalent. Like China (laughs) is so much more interesting and so much uh, more underserved than Cena and the rock and all of that. And I'm sure there's interesting stuff there. But like for me, the thing that's really interesting about China is that when I became a wrestling fan, she was like, I knew who she was because she was all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was also the era of like Xena warrior princess, but Mm -hmm. like China was like the actual version of Xena warrior princess Mm -hmm. in a way. And, but I remember seeing China on VH1 on the surreal life where she had her issues with addiction and, VH1 really had China all over the place. Like, I can't remember what it's called, but I feel like um, also uh, there's like the addiction show or the celebrity. Yeah. She might have been on that too. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of what we were exposed to with China in that era, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. She did have some wrestling that she did post WWE. So she had a match in Japan, at least one. And then she also had a match that I remember. Um, where she teamed up with Kurt Angle against Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett, I want to say, in in um, TNA or in Impact. And so there was a little bit of that, but she never like fully got things together. But when she kind of got out of, or when she started to be in like a better place, because as mm-hmm. folks could know with addiction, like, you know, it's a, it's a roller coaster. But at points when she was in a better place, she was really campaigning to be in the WWE Hall of Fame and to be acknowledged by them. And Triple H's standard response was, what if they Google China? You know, she'd done adult films. What if they Google her and the kids see her? What do we tell the kids about China? She's in adult films when it's like, 
sir, your brand is basically a softcore adult film at all times. So anyway, like she just deserves so much better. I do Mm -hmm. wonder how they'll talk about her exit from WWE, how they'll talk about Triple H and China and Stephanie McMahon if they do. I just feel like there will undoubtedly be some erasure of the facts here, but better to have i mean that like the cool thing about this is if they acknowledge everything the way it should be acknowledged which they won't um then you know then that's great and if they don't it also puts a spotlight on the things that they chose to leave out so i'm just happy she's getting a little bit more of a spotlight give her her spot in the hall of fame damn it it's about time exactly and it's like it's all of those things because I too we we come from a reality TV background, you know. Yeah. I saw her on the surreal life and Xbox coming on Xbox coming on oh there God, and no. yeah. oh so bad. Like the the China Triple H drama mm-hmm. was the first piece of like backstage news, like non kayfabe news that I consumed as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember when she left, I was completely like, what happened? Like, I was so confused. And I remember seeing her like on the cover of one of the pro wrestling magazines. I can't remember which one it was at the time, where it's like China's side of the story. And that was like the first magazine I've ever, I, wrestling magazine yeah. I ever bought. I read the whole article. I read her book when the book came out about like the relationship between her and Triple H mm. and how Triple H and Steffi, you know, he cheated on her with, with Stephanie, basically gaslit her to make her think that nothing was going on. Yeah. Then dumping her and then possibly her removal being, you know, for their comfort, you know, like I remember consuming that as like a 12 year old, you know, as a 13 year old, uh, you know? Um, so. And by uh, the way, let me say like, I want to also acknowledge that there's China is so interesting because by no means was she a perfect person or like flawless in all of this. And, you know, there's a lot that there's a lot that you can kind of point to in her career. But I remember just a few weeks ago watching a segment on some random ass news show or some talk show where it was her, I think the cat and Sable and basically Sable was like shooting on China, calling her out for doing unnatural things to get her body. And China was going back at her and like China had no interest or very little interest in being part of the women's division and kind of looked down on that a little bit Mm -hmm. at the time, or maybe a lot of it at the time. Um, So like, there's a lot there. And I, but I just think like her complexity deserves to be acknowledged because Mm -hmm. she's, she was a beautiful person, like in, in a human. A human who kind of got screwed, I think, on the way out for how huge of an icon she is. Like, we'll never know what China could still be on WWE TV. Could you yeah. imagine as a could legend? You imagine? Like all yeah. of the stuff that she missed, you know, it's just it's just so it's so unfortunate. She was she was like a year or two mm-hmm. out from like the 2003 class of women, you know, mm-hmm. that introduced us to. Um, Trish and Lita and Mickey and like you know the the, yeah. the that 
era of 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 women's wrestling which to be fair i mean in china's i do really wonder and maybe there's more of this out there but i am so curious what china's impression of women's wrestling became over time because it did evolve Mm -hmm. so much from what she was really working with in wwe where she was like the one physical Force, because they really did put her in that spot where mm-hmm. if there was anything ego related around China, like it was deserved because she was put in that spot mm-hmm. um, and she should be treated like, you know, the top star above the men and the women and everybody. And so, like, there's just a lot there, but I'm yeah, excited was- to see how they cover it. I'm also ready to be disappointed in how they cover it but i'm just happy that they're talking about her and that she has that spotlight again yeah she was the first woman to ever enter the the men's royal rumble she was the first um woman to be the um intercontinental Intercontinental. champion Mm -hmm. and she did that twice you know what i'm saying yes she had a good i need to rewatch her good housekeeping match with jeff Jarrett again (laughs) because that used to be like my favorite for a long as a kid that was my favorite at one point looking back Mm -hmm. like what is this craziness um so I'm into it. I, I'm down. I'm down for China. I, it's like, it is a tragic tale, but also mm-hmm. it's amazing how with China, we do still look back at her as being a favorite or the favorite, which, yeah, you know, that's not the, it's not the saddest story, but it is really sad because she could, she wanted to do so much more. Uh, Johnny, yeah. Johnny and Lauer. it's, it- and it's really sad because like I just see a lot of people like I'm not going to watch this because WWE had the chance to um, had the chance to acknowledge her when she was alive. And now they want to throw flowers at her grave and make money on her after that she uh, she's dead. And that's you know, that's a very valid take. It, you know, I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not disputing that take. But however, I am interested in to, in seeing and and celebrating her life, you know, what I'm saying and, and her career and and who she was and how it, and inspiration she was to me. So that's that is why I'm going to watch it. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure we're, we'll both watch it and we'll both give tell you what we felt about it, because yeah. I, I am very interested on how they're going to approach this. Yeah, no, and you know, I do get that take of not wanting to watch it um, because Mm -hmm. it does, it could, and (laughs) it'll be interesting once we see it because I do feel like it'll be kind of propaganda films of telling this, painting the story the way that they want to. So I get not wanting to watch it. But I mean, I think that if I were in that same position and Mm -hmm. it was me who was gone and someone made a documentary, I'm like, oh, they, like that they they're the most problematic people in Matt's life, but they made a document like watch it and then critique it and continue the conversation. Like what yeah. China would want is that conversation continuing. Um, one thing I've always found so positive about China's um, estate or the people around her after her passing. And I don't feel like this is for money or anything like that is that even when she was around and I followed her on Twitter when she was still like around and alive. And it was cool to see like, they were constant. She was putting out videos like they were pushing for her to be in the Hall of Fame to be acknowledged like her mm-hmm. management still posts about that. Um, actually, and I don't know when this happened, Mari, I guess after her passing, but like China's Twitter account follows follows me back, which is cool. And it's like someone who's very engaged with the fandom. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just uh, let's see what they do. But 
it's good that she's being talked about at least. And maybe this does mean she'll be in the Hall of Fame this year. Like it is interesting timing. Um, yeah. one it, can only it's hope. Been, it's been so weird the last few years how they're not like remember back in what even uh, I want to say 2016, 2017, 2018, we used to, they used to introduce the Hall of Famers, like talk about the Hall of Fame induction class, like January. at the start of the year. Or, yeah. January. Or even earlier sometimes, like yeah. December. Yeah. Yeah. So now, like, when did I don't even remember last year's class because I don't either. It's like they haven't been making a big deal about it. Yeah. Why that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And they're, I, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, that's it for the shoot segment. You know, let us know your thoughts. Will you be watching the China doc? Uh, let us know. Um. So, <laughs> uh, Matt, let's go into your plugs first before I, I give all of our stuff. What's what do you have going on? Thank you, Mari. Other than being here, of course, on the Wrestling Wrap-Up, you could follow me, Matt Scott GW, on social media, on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, especially. Um, big thing I have going on is the season finale of Pod Friends, where I interview Woo! people in the Rap as a podcast world about uh, who they are and about their lives. So last week's episode featured Akiva Winokur who is a massive sports fan, uh, kind of also a wrestling fan. Hopefully we'll have him here on here at some point or do some wrestling related stuff with him over on Robin Akiva need a podcast, but Akiva was great. And this coming week is my season finale with the one and only Nick Iadanza, who was on survivor Australia twice, mm -hmm. but um, covers it talks about sometimes on Rob is a podcast. Great conversation, really powerful stuff. And you could subscribe to pod friends at Rob has a website.com slash pod friends feed and catch up on a bunch of great conversations. Mari referenced that she was on back in the day, the early days, the yes. infancy of pod friends back yeah. in the baby podcast. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's a uh, catch up on all of it. Lots of great conversations, uh, whether or not, you know, who the folks are and that's the, the big stuff I'm up to that I'll plug for now. Um, but again, Matt Scott GW on the socials to keep up. Mari, where, 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 wait, I'm going to say my line. Where can the people find you? Ooh. Okay, there you go. Yeah, great. Um, so every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring you uh, True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP with the Crime Scene podcast. Uh, this week coming up, we have just in time for Women's History Month, we have Latanya Starks on the podcast Ooh. with us to talk about the feature film She Said based on the Harvey Weinstein um, oh, no. yeah, articles and stuff like that. So it's available on Peacock. We watch it on Peacock. It is a very good movie. It is like, it is a, it is one of those Academy Award Oscar like date movies that was released back in November of last year, mm -hmm. but for some reason didn't get as much critical acclaim that I thought it should have. And so you can definitely go listen to our thoughts about it. I definitely suggest you watch it. It was so good. It's very gripping for like if you like um, dialect driven um, movies because it's it's about the two reporters, um, uh, Jody Cantor and uh, Megan Towie, uh, how they um, 
like track down and talk to all of the victims of Harvey Weinstein and try and get them to go on the record about oh, yeah. um, their time and the, how they try to expose sexual harassment in um, the film industry and stuff like that. So it was very, very interesting. It's like uh, if you like Spotlight, it, it's like that, like like Spotlight. Um, so definitely go check us out. You can go to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed in order to subscribe to the crime scene podcast. Also, um, Big Brother Canada is back. Um, Question mark. Yeah. No live feeds, unfortunately. So next week I will, I will be joining coverage for BB Canada. So um, uh, Thursday night, I'll be there on Thursday night reviewing the Thursday episode. So, uh, you mm. can follow me at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two on Twitter in order to see where else I am, um, where I'll be popping up, what I'll be guesting on. So if you want to hear more from me, just follow me there. Of course, please, 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 if you haven't already, subscribe yes. to um, the uh, the Wrestling Wrap Up podcast. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe. Leave us your five stars, your ratings, your reviews. It, it will truly help us, you know, keep the program going. Keep um, the lights all- on, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe <laughs> I, I hope that my begging will help people subscribe yeah. they're listening to this point <laughs> you can also uh, send us any long form questions uh, the email us at wrestling at rob has a website.com um, you can follow us on twitter at wrestling wrap up on twitter that's at wrestling r-h-a-p-u-p um Join our, our official unofficial Facebook group, the Job Has a Squadcast mm. Facebook group. Uh, shout out to everybody in Job Has a Squadcast. Again, we appreciate you guys so, so, so much. That's where we get most of our questions whenever we remember to post to ask for questions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely if you... <laughs> If you want to send us any questions there, let us know. You can DM us and we'll get you into the group. And of course, any time is a great time to become an RHAP patron. Um, mm-hmm. Go to uh, www.patreon.com slash RHAP to become an RHAP patron. Um, this is the perfect time because regular Survivor just started this past week. So, mm-hmm. so much exclusive interviews, podcasts, uh, patron only like Q&As events this is the perfect time to become a patron of rhap so definitely go and do that do it so thank you so much for joining us this week for me and matt scott we just want to say thank you remember that that wrestling is for everybody but not all wrestling is for everyone bye Up, lay it down just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half up's gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Pull a Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple air, huh? Best podcast, rush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half up's gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Okay. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.